Welcome to episode 16 of the Maddie's Joy, an Angelman Journey podcast. I'm your host, Adam Birchmeyer. On today's episode, we are going to discuss a phrase that I heard a few weeks ago and it just really stuck with me. Um, and the phrase is, don't let, your, don't let yourself be a public success, but a private failure. So today we are going to actually discuss um, some of the ways in which I failed and some of the steps that I'm taking to correct those actions. Welcome back to the Maddie's Joy podcast. If you didn't check out last week's episode with Aaron Ferguson, I highly suggest that you check that episode out. We got some fantastic feedback from that episode. It was really interesting to hear a sibling's perspective, especially somebody who's older um, and has been in the Angelman Syndrome community for the past 23 years now, his brother is. Um, so check that episode out if you could. Just some quick notes. Angelman Syndrome Foundation Family Conference has been announced. It's going to be in Sandusky, Ohio next summer um, in July. I, I don't remember the specific dates. Um, if you haven't gone to a family conference, I highly suggest that you do. Our family will be there, um, God willing. And it's just a fantastic, fantastic time. Um to be in that Angelman syndrome bubble where everybody kind of understands exactly what you're going through. I can't wait for that. Obviously the Angelman syndrome walk is coming up on May 20th and some of the donations that go to the Angelman syndrome foundation um, from the Angelman syndrome walk might actually help a family get to the family conference. Um, if they otherwise cannot afford it or it'd be a financial hardship. Um, so just know that your donations from to the Angelman Syndrome Walk um, are, are going to a great place, not only to the family conference, but obviously to get families to um, the Angelman-specific clinics, as well as research, um, obviously the family fund, safety sleeper beds, um, walkers, medical equipment that has been denied by insurance. Uh, the list goes on and on. But today we are going to talk about my new favorite phrase, don't let yourself be a public success, but a private failure. And that, and that really hit home for me. Um, something that I want to reiterate or I don't want to come across is on this podcast is I'm going through parenthood. Um, Maddie is my first child, so there's there's a first time parent mistakes. There are there's learning about Angelman syndrome. There's things that I'm going to do wrong, and I never want to come across that I have all the answers, and then in my private life, not be the greatest dad that I possibly can be. Um, so in today's episode, we are actually going to be talking a little bit about some of the ways that I've messed up. Um, 
or, or some of the things that I, I focused on that I can do better. And it all centers actually around our speech therapist. So Maddie started seeing a new speech therapist um, a few months ago. I, I don't remember the exact date. She comes highly recommended. She, she's a fantastic person. She does great with Maddie. But I just remember the first appointment that I took Maddie to because Nicole and I kind of switch on and off. Um, it was the first time that I had ever met her. I didn't exactly know how the appointment was going to go. And I set Maddie down on the ground. The speech therapist is on the ground too. And the speech therapist just kind of looks at me and she goes, Dad, you can get down on the ground and play with your daughter as well. And at first I was kind of offended. Um, I tried to be a very involved dad. I love playing with my daughter. I, I love being around her. I love being a dad. Um, so at first I was kind of offended. And I get down on the ground with Maddie. And she's playing with me in a different way than at home. Um, Maddie would go off and try to play with the speech therapist. And then she'd turn back to look at me. Um, kind of as if, uh, hey, do you see what I'm doing, Dad? Kind of look on her face. And that just kind of floored me because I'd never seen that look in her eye before. Um, I knew going into, well, after getting Maddie's diagnosis, that Angelman children tend to cling to at least one provider, one caregiver. They seem to, Angelman children seem to be a little bit more dependent and always want that person around. Um, so if you think in your household, um, in our household, it's mom, at least right now. Sometimes it's it, it used to be me, but right now it's mom. Um, so I really encouraged Maddie to play on her own. I really thought that, hey, if she's off in her playroom, which I can see from the living room, and she's playing on her own, that that's a good sign. And don't get me wrong, it is good for a child to play by themselves. However, I realized that I was not playing with my daughter on the, I wasn't getting down on the floor and playing with her enough. And that made me sad. Um, I realized there in the speech therapist's office that she was kind of mimicking play a little bit more, um, which I wasn't used to because before it was kind of, you know, I'd get down on the floor with her and then she'd take whatever toy and play with it on her own. But then she was really starting to mimic or copy some of the actions that I was doing, some of the actions that the speech therapist was doing. And it kind of opened my eyes that, hey, I'd never played with my daughter in this way before. And she knows to copy she she has that kind of focus that memory um and it, and it just really made me sad um 
to know that I had kind of taken that away from my daughter a little bit that I, that I had kind of not ignored her, but kind of pushed her away. So, so I really made a, I really made an effort to start crawling on the floor with her, going into her playroom with her and just really starting to mimic reciprocal play, playing with her. Um, one of my, one of the favorite things that I do, or one of Maddie's favorite things is I'll take a baby doll and I'll just go, Oh, it's a baby. It's a baby. And then I'll kiss it and then I'll hand it to Maddie and then she'll kiss the baby and she'll kind of, you know, put it in the crook of her arm, just like I am. And then she'll look up at me and smile. Um, and ever since I started to really get down on her level and play with her, um, we've seen kind of Maddie's skill level kind of accelerate again. Um, because before it was like, you know, I'd pick her up and I'd spin her around and I'd dance with her and I'd sing with her, but I never really got down on that floor to that level. Um, and another embarrassing thing when we, and this all kind of ties into, you know, the reciprocal play and playing with your child. Um, when we got the eval from the new speech therapist, Maddie's attention span was actually about 30 to 40 seconds. That's, that's how long she would focus on something and then she would move on to the next thing. Um, and I really kind of blame that on myself because I wasn't giving her enough attention. She would go off in the playroom, play with one thing, move on to the next, play with one thing, move on to the next. So um, thankfully that attention span has grown exponentially um, and the speech therapist actually commended us on Maddie's playing ability and Maddie's focus skills now. Um, and that's all due to us just kind of getting down on the floor with her and playing with her a little bit more. Um, so that's one thing that I corrected and I could correct immediately. Now our speech therapist is highly recommended and I just want to make sure that this is plainly clear. Um, we have no intentions of switching speech therapists, but there was also, there's an ongoing issue that, um, I ran into and that we are actually trying to resolve right now. Um, so Maddie's iPad, um, had four buttons on it. So it was a two by two grid and we were helping her learn some core words, some, I want things, um, there's pictures of me and my wife and we'd go, Oh Maddie, where's dad? And she would hit the button or Hey Maddie, where's mom? And she would hit the button. And we were actually starting to, she was actually starting to engage and, um, and really start, started to develop some sort of speech with the AAC device. Um, but we went to the new speech therapist and this is actually the first Angelman child that our speech therapist has seen. Lo and behold, the speech therapist actually changed the grid on us. So instead of having a two by two grid, so four buttons, um, 
she changed it to a 12 by 7 grid, which meant that Maddie had access to 84 different buttons. And the reasoning behind this was motor planning, right? Maddie would be able to, in the long run, Maddie would be able to hit these buttons and really connect and communicate with us. I was not comfortable with the change. I saw how Maddie reacted at home, and it was kind of starting off at ground zero again. Maddie just kind of looked at the screen, and whether it was too much for her or looked so different, that Maddie didn't want to communicate with the device anymore. And this kind of went on for two to three weeks. Um, other things were happening with the speech therapist. I, I kept bringing Maddie in. I just felt like I wasn't being heard. Um, like I said, I pride myself on being an engaged father. And I don't know if it's because I was male or what it was because there was decisions that needed to be made and I would make them in the office and the speech therapist would tell me, go back home. And then I'd come back the next week. Hey, this is our decision. And my voice just wasn't being heard. I want to thank the Angelman Syndrome Clinic at Children's Colorado. This is one of the great things about being plugged into an Angelman-specific clinic. Today, as I'm recording this today, so today is Wednesday, um, Maddie had speech therapy, and I kind of had had enough. Um, I was frustrated, um, very politely shared my views with Maddie's speech therapist, and we kind of came to a little bit of an understanding, um, but it wasn't where I thought the conversation should have ended. So my wife reached out to Children's Colorado, and I was actually able to have a phone call with the speech therapist there in Denver and just kind of relay my concerns. And some of my concerns are valid. Some of them were just me being an offended parent. Um, but Children's Colorado was actually able to have a sign a release, and then they actually talked to the speech therapist. Now, it's not resolved yet, but some of my concerns, especially with the grid size being so large, um, were very valid. And hopefully a resolution will be coming here soon. And this is nothing to do with our speech therapist because she's great. She works with Maddie very well. Um, she she knows her stuff. Uh, she came to us highly recommended. Um, she's one of the best speech therapists in our area. It's just she had never s dealt with an Angelman syndrome child before. She took some classes online. She did a lot of reading. However, she didn't connect with our team. And that's another one of my mistakes that I wish I could take back because we kind of spun our wheels there for about a month or two is I wish I would have connected Maddie's speech therapist here on the ground 
with Children's Colorado earlier. I really wish that I would have gotten them in contact, let them talk to each other. And some of those things are just medical releases that need to be signed. I wish I would have gotten the team together a little bit sooner. Um, and that, that was poor planning on my part because I know how important it is to have your team cohesive and on one page because we were almost ready to switch to a different language system, which I found out today through talking to Children's Colorado that Angelman syndrome children historically do not take well to. And then that would have been another three, six, maybe even a year of missed communication or missed skill building, all because I took a shortcut and just put all of my faith in the system working the way that I thought that it would. So that's what I mean by being a public success and a private failure. There are things that I make mistakes on. Um, I really tried to look inward and I really try to self-assess. I know that I'm going to come up short in some areas. That's just part of parenting, right? That's part of being a human being. Um, but I really look at the areas of opportunity, the areas where I can grow, and just really try to build upon those. Um, Maddie just got glasses a few weeks ago, so she's picking up on things even faster now that she can see correctly. And I just want to make sure that I'm positioning her the best way possible. That way I can give my daughter the best life that she can have. Um, there's never going to be a shortage of love in our family, in our extended family. But I want to make sure that she has the skills to be as independent as possible and give her all the communication skills. That way she's not frustrated or relying on us when she can just do it herself. And that's it for the Maddie's Joy podcast this week. Please check out the blog on maddiesjoy.com. Um, we're on Instagram, which I need to update more. We're on Twitter. Um, send me a friend request on Facebook. I really love connecting with all of you. Um, we do have some more guests lined up in the next few weeks. And I hope that this podcast is a great resource for you. Um, and lets you know that you're not alone. Because, shoot, I, I make... A lot of mistakes, um, and I own up to them. And just know that you're not alone. There's going to be mistakes that you make. And just just keep moving because this is just life with an Angelman child, right? Um, there's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. There's going to be good times. There's going to be bad. And you just roll with the punches and do the best that you can. So until next time, have a wonderful day.